Uh, what is up, everybody, in the Krusty Krab atmosphere? Ethosphere? Lithosphere? <laughs> How's everybody doing? Welcome to another Hard Rock Lunchbox. Today is October 13th. In case you're watching uh, Mean Girls, that's uh, that would be 10 days later. 10 days after October 3rd, in case you're asking. I, uh, I am... I try, try to remember Tom Segura. I can't remember which comedy special it is, but he's like, you know, I'm here and whatever, and I'm completely falling apart. And that's literally how I. I've really tried to step into my cardiovascular health. So I'm trying to do a lot more. I've really forsaken any sort of like muscle building or anything. I mean, I know, I know, like, traditionally people think of me as. Very uh, John Cena looking. Uh, those days are over. So no, I'm trying to like lean into some cardio, doing some stair work. Like I have kind of a stated goal. Like I want to be able to go from the basement up to my bedroom on the second floor of my house. Yes, I'm rich. I have two floors and a basement. Um, I know. It's crazy. What am I going to do with all that money? Um, I want to be able to do that with a basket of laundry. See, there's the, <laughs> there's the rub. I want to be able to do that without being out of breath. And I don't know where everybody's at, but like from a from a human being point of view, like the simple fact that I cannot go up, I'm going to say 26 steps carrying a load of laundry, dried laundry, not wet laundry, nothing like that, without being out of breath has been a real, I want to say eye opener, but it's more of an eye closer because I'm so goddamn tired after I do it. Come on. <laughs> But it's really become kind of a kind of a thing, and I guess it's not comforting. But like, I guess what's I don't even know the word because it's not comforting. <laughs> but it's but let let me just say it's comforting, and then we'll all try and figure out what I mean. Like, isn't that what this show is all about? Like, DJ says something, and then after we'll figure out what the hell he was talking about. And I feel like that should be the new bumper for the show. <laughs> Like I'll gladly pay a Tuesday for a hamburger. Like uh, let me, I'll gladly say some shit right now, and we'll figure it out next Thursday, and that'll be future us's problem. Um, but that has—it's really been like this. Oh, the encouraging thing, or whatever, is that uh, most people I speak to are in the exact same boat, and it's that's why I said it's not good because I don't wish that on you know people I care about or anybody in general. No, that's not true. I definitely wish on the people I don't care about. Like, I just hope they get fatter and more unhealthy. And as they're yelling at me about, like, why we don't need health care. So, uh, <laughs> it's funny. I was actually I was working on a piece of copy yesterday for um, cover CoverCA.com, which is um, California. It's the California healthcare system and their whole plan, like to, that they did a couple years ago, to try and get everybody like good coverage. And the, f- the simple, like radio is and TV is more expensive, obviously, but radio ads are are expensive enough. So, like as I've gone through a bunch of these, I kind of realize like how important is are certain things in the message, right? Like, well, saying that line will probably cost six thousand dollars, right, because of airtime and stuff like that. And the simple fact that they have to that the main point of this is that they're covering from routine checkups to emergency care and coverage for pre-existing conditions. 
the simple fact that they have to waste valuable copy time to say those three things, which I consider to be basic human rights, <laughs> is just it's just bananas. And the fact that people from the right constantly just yell and yell and like, bah, 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 like socialism. Like, I have a lot to say on socialism. We'll get to that. I want to welcome everybody here. So, yeah, I'm hoping to be able to carry laundry up and down the stairs. That's my new goal for 2023. Seriously, you have any idea how fat and sad it is? Like, I want to be able to carry laundry up two flights of stairs. Like, that's... I mean, I don't have one of those carts at the mall yet, so I guess I'm doing pretty good. Also, I can keep up with an errant soccer ball if I need to. I just can't do two in a row. Can't do it. Can't do it. anyone else exhausted from this show yet? I mean, like, we are five minutes in, and I am just literally exhausted already. And uh, it's definitely not you, it's me. Um, it's funny, I tried to change the camera angle on this camera today, because I was watching an old video. Oh, remember I told you I got, like, another strike at YouTube, because I was spreading election lies? I still haven't had a chance to fight that one, but I'm going to, because, you know, clearly it's all... I was making fun of people that were spreading election lies, so in typical YouTube bot fashion, they just honed in on the thing I was saying. Because it's like, I can't even say it, because I'm going to get in trouble again, but like, let's just say YouTube had... um, Let's say YouTube had a community standard policy uh, that prevented you from saying that... uh, Prevented you from saying that pumpkin pie was delicious, right? Now, that's controversial, right? A lot of people don't think pumpkin pie is delicious, and those people are incorrect. But in America, you're allowed to think those things. That's you know, kind of like freedom of thought. Freedom of and stuff like that. But let's just say, let's just say YouTube news, YouTube's new community standard was you can't say anything about people not liking uh, pumpkin pie. So let's say I went on YouTube and I watched, say, Joe Rogan or some other really big Fox host talk about how people don't like pumpkin pie. Now, they're allowed to say it because they have million, millions of viewers and YouTube doesn't censor them. But if I say the same thing, I will get a strike against me. And what basically just happened here is I was making fun of those people. And I said, you know, some people think that uh, pumpkin pie isn't delicious out and those people are wrong right so that's what i just said but youtube will find the pumpkin pie isn't delicious it'll skip the some people say and those people are wrong and that's basically what just happened because it called me out for stuff on the election and uh the insurrection at uh at the, at the capitol and i anybody that has listened to this show for more than half a minute knows what side of the aisle i'm falling on for that particular issue i mean yeah you can s- you can spread me around the middle for a lot of stuff. And to be perfectly honest, in the latest election cycle, I've been leaning more conservative than I ever have in my entire life. But it's all fiscal and financially uh, conservative because I, I think that there's some problems with what has been going on lately because because um, I, I do. In fact, I was actually talking uh, – I was talking – I posted something about um, how I mean, the American government is now stepping in to sort of prevent – uh, a lot of uh, influence on microchips from China, right? And I had said that this is exactly what we needed. Um, and I didn't p- 
pitched the complete story. It's it's what we needed because of something else that had happened. Uh, and I was talking to Bill uh, of the Hard Rock Lunchbox chat about the, that exact thing. And I was saying that what was good is that we just signed this huge, massive investment into U.S. chip makers that are going to be making uh, all the computer chips in America. In America. And the necessary step to that is if we're going to do all that, we need to limit the influence of outside American chip makers, primarily China. Now, that's just a strong and smart economic move anyway, but because of Huawei and everything that just went down with all the spying on the chips, and we have these microchips in everything from phones to cars to you know computers, obviously, but that shit goes into like military-grade stuff, too. We just cannot afford to be in a situation where, A, we're dependent on China for those, especially if this Taiwan situation blows up, which I don't think it will. I think it's going to be just another kind of Cold War. Um, but also, like, if they feel like embargoing. Now, China's really tight with Russia right now, and they felt like it. And China China has a different world view. Like, they don't want to physically take it over. Like, that's that's... Um, that that's old world. That's that's very Putin. That's not China. China wants to economically take things over. You know, like classically, like women in a relationship, they don't want to physically abuse you. They want to mentally abuse you, and it's a much better way to do things. And they're more more suited for it. I kid. I kid the women's. Anyway, so I was saying that that's a really good idea because if you're going to do this huge investment in American manufacturing and chip making, you have to protect against. All the, you know, the influence, because China will still undercut us, and we are just cheap, dumb fucks here in the United States, and we'll, oh, that's cheaper, so I'll just get that. Why do you think that happened? Why do you think we're getting everything from overseas? Because we didn't want to pay to make it here. We'd much rather buy cheaper stuff that's done by, like, violating all kinds of, like, health, environment, and, you know... Uh, worker standards and safety and all that other stuff, but but it's cheaper, so we'll buy it from there. That's exactly how that exodus of manufacturing happened, and we can talk about that at a later date because um, I'm just not going to talk about it now. But the reason that was important, and I thought it was a good thing that we just did, is because when we did the um, the loan forgiveness thing that we just did, which I thought was a great idea, but if you remember when I was talking about it, the necessary component that needed to go with it was costs of community college and state colleges going forward. Because what happened is once they did this thing where they just gave a whole bunch of money to people so they could pay off their debt, colleges started just banging up all the prices. And in fact, the average cost of community, no, state and private schools went up roughly, hang on, wait, the government gave away around... Government gave away around ten thousand uh, dollars, anywhere from ten to twenty thousand dollars in reimbursement and loan forgiveness. And then, right after that, within a week or a week to ten days, state schools and, commu- and and private schools announced a raise of. Yeah, man, ten to twenty thousand dollars in tuition. Because what the government needed to do was give that money and, like, cover those uh, costs and then lock down community and state schools. And they didn't do that. So they were like, all right, well, if the government's going to give away an extra $10,000, we can charge an extra $10,000 because all these families have just been saving all this money for college and they're clearly comfortable borrowing all this, yada, yada, yada. So... Anyway, that's why it's important. But that, so like, I don't like that. I don't like the free giveaway. I, I didn't like the last round of COVID stimulus. I didn't like the extension on, um, on unemployment. I, I thought unless there were specific reasons to do those things that people could apply for. I mean, sure, make the application process pretty simple. Uh, anybody that applied for any of the PPE, P, 
PPP. I forget what the loan stuff was. It was kind of a pain in the ass and was difficult unless you were with a major bank. But honestly, it didn't take all that long. And if it's a question of getting like $1,200, well, then you can figure out if it's worth it to you or not. And that's completely fine. Because honestly, if you're unemployed and you're just getting a government subsidy because you're unemployed... I think you can spend an hour filling out a form. Like, now we've, we've just basically paid you to do that, right? And I don't think there's anything wrong with it, and I don't think many people would push up against me, unless you're truly, like, beating the street 40 hours a day trying to, you know, get that, get a new job and stuff like that. But I just, I don't think that's what happens. I think everybody just goes gig economy. By the way, lots of reports about gig economies coming out, uh, coming out lately and talking about just how absolutely horrendous they are for people, which I thought was just... So goddamn obvious, <laughs> and people are just like talking about it, like it's a oh my god, we didn't understand. Like, it, dude, if you're constantly in a gig economy, you're constantly hustling for cash, like literally hustling for cash. Like, you got to get this so you can get this money. You got to do this so you can get this money. You don't have time off. You don't get savings. You don't care about the wear and tear on yourself or your vehicle or your life or anything like that. And you're not building anything because it's all gig economy and there's no loyalty whatsoever. Either way, like from corporate loyalty to or employee loyalty, like what did they think was going to happen? Like it's literally everybody in it for themselves. Like pure, pure capital. Anyway, those are some fun reports. If you see any of those, I would definitely check them out. I really um, I don't so much remember... What it was I was going to talk about. Oh, I did say there's a brand new Top 20 out today. You should check that out. Uh, I talk about um, what a twat the chick from uh, American Music Amityville Music Hall is and how I won't set foot in there until she's been removed as manager of fire. And I implore as many bands as possible to also do that. I have not gotten around to messaging uh, the PR companies and the booking companies to tell them exactly what my experience was. And I will include anecdotes from other bands without naming the other bands. Um, but I think I think bands need to know. I think if I was coming in from out of state uh, and I was playing a show that I had a chance of getting screwed at, then I think I would want to know that in advance. And in fact, it's been good every time any band or any PR or any radio station has given me a heads up because I can make changes. Even if I decide to keep the show, like I'll get paid in advance. I'll find out who the people are to worry about and find out who the people are to connect with. So. I will be doing that. I just need a little bit more time. Because honestly, I just I, we were treated so badly. And the fact that other people were treated that badly and continue to get treated that badly, like that's bad for my industry, and I want her out of there. And you know, as soon as I have the time to do it, I will stop literally at nothing until she's been fired. And that's, you know, that's going to be fun for me. So that's a little pet project I get to work on uh, during all the other pet projects I'm working on. So that's cool. Um, Bacon is my podcast, still in full swing. They have a full interview with Mike Gunzelman, host of The Gun Show. I don't know who that is. Oh, and who wants to be an emo millionaire? Give that a shot. Seven questions with Pennyboard. They're a band. You can check all that out on StrangerHood TV, and I believe they're podcasting now. So if you can't watch, you can always listen. Uh, but you can just check out Bacon is My Podcast and get all the information there. So... It's funny, and I'll probably talk about this a little bit more later. I, uh, I've been keeping an eye on Fox News, which I recommend everybody to do, uh, kind of around election time, because it just sort of tells you what other people are thinking. I've always found that to be unbelievably valuable in terms of understanding kind of Americana and what, what people are doing. I will tell you that one of the funniest things that I have seen, like, completely, is uh, aside from 
uh, all the normal scare tactics and that they're just keeping. By the way, they are just totally whitewashing everything that's going on in Florida. Florida is a hot, hot mess. And personally, I could not be happy. They have not recovered even remotely from the hurricane. They are finding more and more out about DeSantis and this migrant stunt and just how much money it costs the taxpayers of Florida to fly 30 people in a charter jet. They, to, to get them from, from Texas, they're not even Florida migrants. To get them from Texas, bring them to Florida, just so they could fly them up to Martha's Vineyard is just bananas. <laughs> just bananas. So first of all, they're whitewashing all that. Second of all, the scare shit that they're doing. People are people are now talking about how like Democrats are, are wanting to like cancel Halloween because it's not safe or inclusion. You know exactly where I've heard that? I've heard that exactly one place. Can you guess? Yeah, it's Fox News. Fox News is the only place doing that. If certain communities feel like canceling or like you can cancel Halloween because of safety concerns, maybe because they have like gun violence or whatever, or whatever is going on in their town, like, yeah, man, let them figure it out. Local municipalities are more than capable of finishing that, of figuring that out. And they're talking about like the big fentanyl scare, how this is some big thing on uh, for Halloween because they're coloring the things different colors and it looks like rainbow. Like, listen, fucktard, they color them different things because they're different, um, they're different amounts of fentanyl and fentanyl is not new it's been killing people for years but it's really only been killing minorities and junkies and other than the opioid mess that in the middle of the country that's your your actual uh, your audience you don't give a shit you've never given a shit and so it's not new but you're just breaking it out on halloween because it might be targeting like rich white kids who gives a shit we've got too many of them anyway like i'm fine with that and also, like, aren't you supposed to be testing your candy? Like, I test my kids' candy. If my kids came home with a whole pocket full of fentanyl, I think I would just not give it to them. But if you're going to be stupid and lazy enough in the middle of the country, be like, oh, that's nice, dear. Like, go ahead and have it. Then you deserve to have your kid have a fentanyl overdose. You're, you're not qualified to be a parent. Like, it's really that simple. If you can't follow the basic rules of Halloween, don't play. Like, don't play. But I will tell you, the only people raising these flags are... Republicans, yeah, because they're trying to scare you right ahead of an election. Nobody's canceling Halloween. I mean, yeah, it's 50-50 whether the Great Pumpkin is going to show up or not, but it has absolutely nothing to do with Democrats. It's because Linus said if instead of when. If the Great Pumpkin shows up. Always say when. Always go left. Always say when. But my current favorite thing is what went down. Over the weekend? No, Monday. Monday over at Lee Zeldin's house. Good old Lee Zeldin from Shirley. From Shirley. That bastion of security and nice neighborhood and whores and uh, opioids. <laughs> Everything else that's going down in Shirley. You're doing a great job, Lee. Let me just tell you that. But yeah, if you haven't heard, there was a, a shooting out in front of his house. Uh, so a couple of people got shot out in front of his house. And he was so surprised that he was just shaken. He cannot believe that this, first of all, that this could happen in front of his house. Like, dude, you live in Shirley. It's already happened in front of your house. This is just the first time you've been running for governor. So it's a good press up. But also, like, you want everybody in New York to have guns. What did you think was going to happen? And we don't even have that. If you become governor, everybody in New York will get to have guns. Like, that'll be a... What, like, what do you think that looks like? What do people do with guns? Not everybody is super cool like Homer Simpson and shooting the top off their beer bottle. I mean, I know that's my goal. I'm going to learn how to shoot so I can turn off lights 
open beer cans and all that other stuff. And also, like, you know, whenever Kaz fucks up, like, like Kaz, you missed the wrong note. Choo-choo-choo! I assume that's, that's how you do it. But my absolute favorite part of the whole thing, an incredibly violent thing that shouldn't really happen to anybody's family, including Lee Zeldin, that's awful. It's an awful experience. He announced on national TV, no less, that while he and his wife were up pandering to people in the Bronx during a Columbus Day parade, his twin 16-year-old daughters were home alone. Great job, Zeldin. That's great. So what I'm hearing is that in your violent-ass neighborhood that you reside in and you're congressman for, and you can't control gun violence in your own yard, your twin 16-year-old daughters are home alone. If that doesn't get you parent of the year, I don't know what will. But it sure as fuck is not going to land you in the governor's office, you dumb, dumb douche. So I hope if anybody was leaning towards Lee Zeldin and how great he's going to be for New York, definitely message me. Message me directly. Don't even go through Monty because I definitely want to have a, have a conversation with you because absolutely everything this dude says is absolutely everything that I'm opposed to. From fracking to spending taxpayer dollars to rename the Mario Cuomo Bridge back to the Tappan Zee. Like, dude, I call it the Tappan Zee now. Like, that's fine. Like, we're going to pay hundreds of thousands of dollars to change all those signs? Because why? You don't like the name Cuomo? It wasn't even Andrew. It was Mario. Like, dude, give me a break. And he ran a Facebook ad about this. Like, are you shitting me? That's how you spend our money? Like, whitewashing history? Like, oh, it was never Mario Cuomo. Mario Cuomo, for all of his faults, was twice the governor you would ever be. And, like, he's dead now, I think, and he's still a better person than you are. And I'm going to shut up because I'm getting upset. And I told you, I am trying to work on my cardio. Will be more namaste going forward. Probably not. Not ever. But if we have any Lee Zeldin fans, yeah, definitely message me. I would love to know what you think, why you like anything he has to say. Like, oh, by the way, if it's just getting rid of these migrants and immigrants, like, don't bother. Like, I know that already. I think, honestly, I don't need to get rid of them, but I do need to do a better job with them. So I'm not that I'm on your side because I'm not super extremist like you are, but uh, we can have the immigrant conversation kind of whenever you want uh, because I am definitely open for ideas, especially since we have such a jobs thing and worker shortage. I think being really mad at people that want to work is the wrong thing. But I'm willing to have that conversation, but not with Lee Zeldin as governor. So that's about all I got. Uh, because that was a bit unhinged, and because I didn't really know what I was going to talk about, and I didn't even realize how upset I was about the whole Lee Zeldin thing, but I'm glad his daughters were okay. I'm sad that he is as well, but what are you going to do? But uh, I feel like you've earned this, so thank you for listening to the Top 20. I hope you enjoy the rest of the Hard Rock Lunchbox, and uh, yeah, man, I'll be here, unfortunately.